Today I, want to, today I want to talk about discouragement. People get discouraged all the time for lots of different reasons. So I'll use an example that I think most of us can relate to. Let's say you have a favorite team. You have a favorite NFL team, the Seattle Seahawks, or a favorite basketball team, the Portland Trailblazers, or whatever your, your team is. And your team's having a lousy season. By the halfway point of the season, you know there's no way they're going to win their conference. There's kind of no way they can do that now. And you realize they're not going to make the playoffs either. So you're not as excited about watching them or following them. We know, and you know, everyone in the industry knows that if a team's having a bad season, then the people following them, watching them on TV or or going to their game starts dropping off. By the end of the season, if you're like the worst team in the NFL or the NBA or whatever, it's like <laughs> they're handing out tickets for free just to get anyone to come kind of deal. What happens there is we just get discouraged. You know, So my team isn't going to win their division. They're, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to have a losing record. Well, maybe next year. So maybe next year. I'll just tune back in again next year and see how that goes. The same holds true in our practice of the Catholic faith, is that we think, well, yeah, but I've tried and I'm not making any progress. Or all kinds of different things in life where we just feel like failures for one reason or another. We feel like failures and so we become discouraged and then we just kind of start giving up. So in the spiritual life, though, what we recognize is the devil moves in, Satan moves in on that. Outside of the spiritual life, a random Joe driving down the road doesn't think of the devil in their life. They're just sort of oblivious to the devil. But the devil's definitely there. The devil doesn't really care if you tune in next year to the trailblazers or not. But the devil does care whether or not we're praying or going to mass or trying to overcome a sin or an addiction or those kinds of things. But we struggle, don't we? We do. That persistent sin that we keep keep at. We keep coming back to confession and confessing it. And after a while, we're questioning, why am I going to confession? Nothing changes. What's the point? Etc. I'm discouraged. I'm going to give up now. Same holds true with some kind of an addiction to whatever it might be. To a chemical, to lust, to money, whatever the addiction is. Food. And after a while, it's just like, I'm giving up. I have to honestly say that, so I struggle with sugar and all kinds of, well, sugar as a, as a food addiction and then just eating too much. <clears throat> Believe me, I, I, I think I, probably, I might eat more than like any one of you out there. I, I eat a lot. So, but sometimes too, you know, I got that 300 pound man inside of me trying to get out. And sometimes I look at a big guy and I'm like, that wouldn't be so bad. I mean, let's... I mean, he looks happy. I mean, you know, kind of like, yeah. You know, I want to have a donut and a cup of coffee, too. That looks really good, you know. We just start, you know, after a while. If I'm 40 pounds lighter and I, my knees are no good, I can't jog anymore, but I was riding bicycles and I was exercising all the time, you know, maybe my motivation would be, you know, I can't wait to get to the gym kind of thing. But as it is now, you know, just those things that I struggle with or that any of us struggle with. The overwhelmingness of life. You're a, a mom, a homemaker, and you got kids, and the house is always a mess and a wreck, and, and you got the kids this and the kids that, and then you, you've got the laundry to do, and you've got bills to pay, and, 
and, and it's just so discouraging. Nothing ever really seems to be, you're never caught up, and you know, that whole sort of sentimentality. Guys going off to work at a job they don't like, working with someone they don't like, uh, doing something they don't like, and then when they get done, they got to come home and put up with what's going on at home, and you know, it's just the discouragement, and after a while, it's just, I'm going to do the least that I can do. The same holds in the spiritual life. I'm not seeing any spiritual progress. My prayer life looks like it did five years ago. There's no spiritual reading. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm just going through the motions. I don't seem to get any closer to God. Just, you just get discouraged, and now I'm giving up. And the devil's just moving in. And he's just right there on our shoulder, whispering in our ear, this is pointless. Give up. Give up. Don't do that. As then the devil has another soul. In the scriptures today, both in our first reading in Isaiah, and our second reading, St. Paul, and then in our gospel, St. Peter, we have all three of them saying, in effect, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Peter literally says those words to Jesus. Depart from me, Lord. I'm not worthy. I'm a sinner. You got the wrong guy. You got the wrong guy, Jesus. I mean, I can't even, I I totally doubted you about just throwing my net over the side of the boat. You got the wrong guy, Jesus. So here's the thing. Fortunately, God is infinite. He's infinite in his knowledge of all things. He knows every one of us intimately. He knows each one of us better than we know ourselves. He knows human nature better than we know human nature. He created it. And he's infinitely good, no end to the goodness of God. And he's infinitely powerful, with no end to the power of God. And so even though I'm a nothing, I'm a, I'm a Peter, oh, depart from me, I'm making no progress, I, this isn't working, it's, ah, forget, just move on to somebody else, God. He's like, no, you're my guy, you're my guy, you're my girl. You're the one I want for this. And I'm not going to give up on you. Even if you give up on me, I still will not give up on you. It's the grace of God that made Isaiah and Paul and Peter these great saints. All they needed to do was to keep at it. They didn't need to win the game today. They didn't even need to have a winning season this season. They needed to just keep playing game in and game out, year in and year out. And one day they'd win the Super Bowl or the NBA championship or whatever. And the same holds true with each of us. In the last few months, and this is really rare because I don't really remember experiencing this for many, many years, but just in the last few months, They said summer. I've had moments, and they're rare still, but moments, maybe once a month, I have kind of this insight of God being really pleased with me. And you go, oh, that's ridiculous. If God isn't pleased with you, I've got no chance. don't, Don't judge. Don't judge me. I'm maybe holier than you think, or maybe I'm more of a sinner than you think. We don't know other people. Hell is littered with priests. It really is. 
always pray for priests and bishops. Needless to say, here I am experiencing these moments where I get this kind of insight where as if Jesus, the Lord, just says, he's like smiling on me. It's not that he really even says anything. I just get the sense that that sometimes he's really happy with me. And you think, well, that's strange. But when you never hear from him, and you toil and toil and toil, and you don't feel like you're making much progress with others or whatever, or you've got your own sins, your own bad habits, addictions, it's just like, ugh. So, but here's this thing. God loves each one of us more than we realize. He's in love with each one of us. It's really powerful to hear those words, I love you. I love you. Sometimes it can take a married man out of the arms of his wife because some beautiful mistress said it, and he just falls for whoever said it, kind of thing. But it's powerful stuff that God loves Isaiah. He loves Paul. He loves Peter. He won't give up on him. God will not be discouraged. So when we find ourselves being discouraged, when we find ourselves thinking, oh, the practice of the Catholic faith is just too much. I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not getting anywhere at home or whatever else. I'm not getting anywhere with my bad habits and my addictions either. I'm still addicted. I'm still a sinner. I'm still whatever. I'm, I, I don't, why should I go to confession? Why should I try? Why should I pray? That's the devil. But God is saying, I'm, I'm in love with you. I'm with you. Don't give up. Don't give up on me. You keep trying. That's all you have to do. We don't have to succeed. He's just saying, you need to try. You try and you never give up. And I'll take care of the rest. I'll take care of it. The progress that you make, it might be just an inch over decades of life, and then suddenly it's a mile in one year. It's all up to him on that. His grace is powerful enough. The final words, and these are words that we heard all the time in the seminary, God doesn't call the qualified. Like, boy, that's a super talented guy. I want him to be a priest or whatever. So I'm going to put the little bug in his ear. You be a priest. These other guys aren't talented enough. Just I want the super talented guy. Super talented guys never become priests. They're busy becoming doctors and successful people in the world. God calls the fishermen and the low-life little whatever guys. You know, whatever. Whatever they are. He says, I want you. And don't worry about it. I will qualify you. I will so by my grace, not yours. If it was a super talented guy, you'd think, well, I did it all on my own. If it's a guy who has no talent and all of that, and God raises them up, then they realize it was God, because it wasn't in me. It was God. God has the power. He has the power to save us, despite ourselves. God has the power to transform us and make us amazing. All we have to do is try. So don't give up. Don't give up. Don't don't let discouragement stop you. You keep going. God loves you. And I can see him smiling at you right now.